like the words of a child to bring the scripture to life. And we're going to be looking at the 23rd Psalm today. I know this service is going to be a blessing to you. In fact, it already has been, hasn't it? Um, The worship today has been outstanding and the presence of the Lord is strong in this place. And I know it is where you are watching today. I just want to give a shout out to, uh, I was looking uh, earlier at who's watching us today, literally from all over the world. Uh, starting right here in Kokomo, I want to give a shout out to my friend Joseph. I saw you're on there today, Joseph. Amen, brother. We got to do lunch soon uh, when we get a restaurant. And uh, I want to say hi to my friend Jim in North Carolina. Say hi to my friend Alan in South Carolina. We got the coast covered today, folks. Um, Sarah, hello, Sarah in Bourbonnet. And uh, also, I, I want to say uh, hello to all of our friends in Latacunga, Ecuador, that are joining us today. We are so we are so thrilled to you. You are a part of our church. Uh, want to say I want to say um, want to say hello to my friend Sheridan, who this week um, had a stroke, and I talked with him yesterday. Was able to pray with him yesterday, and I just want him to know we are continuing to pray for you right now as you recover. Um, and just want to say uh, um, hello to all of you. We welcome you today. We are so thrilled that you are joining us. Um, God has been very faithful to us, and we are so thankful for you, and we are praying for you. We have already walked through this place today and prayed for you and know that God is going to bless you as we meet together. So um, last week was our first week to live stream and we were hoping, you know, we, we normally would have 800 plus here on a Sunday. We were hoping to get that. And I looked at the report this morning and we had 8,000 of you last week watched our video service online live stream. And so we just want to say praise God for that. God does exceedingly abundantly beyond what we think or imagine that he can do. And so that is God taking what Satan meant for evil but he is using it for good all around the world for his glory. Thank him today for that, wherever you are. Uh, One of the ways that we can grow this online presence, uh, I want to just mention a few things to you. One is that you need to go to, if you haven't done already after the service, go to your Facebook page and like Kokomo Naz's uh, Facebook page. That will uh, enable all of your friends to see that you're watching and they can join in as well. Um, also, each time you comment, your friends get to see that, and it just kind of goes exponential. And so as we're going through the service, as I'm preaching, if you have comments, put those on there. I read every one of those comments. I read every one last week, and I just have to tell you, I was so, uh, so very blessed. Um, and I just want to say, it looks like we're going to be in this format for several weeks. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to be all right. But I just wanted to say before I get into the message this morning, I just wanted to say how much I miss all of you. Uh, now we have a handful here today and they all look pretty good, but we just miss you. Um, we are the body of Christ. And though we are not joined together in this place today, we are joined together in our spirits. And so we just wanted to let you know that you are, you are loved. Expect God to speak to your, to your heart today. Um, now we are in, and you know that we've been in this for a while. We have been in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It started last Sunday and each morning this week, I gathered together at 630 and at noon and, uh, several of you, a lot of you were able to come in and then restrictions got put on and 
we had to uh, ask you to not come in, but to pray at home at 6.30 and at noon. And so I just want to encourage you to pray uh, during these days like you have never prayed before. Pray for, pray for this virus, for God's protection on people. Pray for people that have contract, uh, contacted uh, with this disease and now contracted in their body. Pray for them that God would bring healing to them. Let this be uh, a time where the church rises up and we are known as a people of prayer. Now, We've tried to adjust some things, and, and I believe they have it set up. If you're watching, I know through our uh, website, but maybe on our Facebook page too, you can click on and download the sermon notes there. I actually put the answers in there for you today. And I just wanted to let you know, I'm going to be doing this message today on the 23rd Psalm, and I'm going to be doing half of the message today. And then the other half of it next week um, It would have been a little long message, and you are you are welcome. So you download that, you can follow along. And let me just remind you, as you take those notes and you use those each week to be reminded of the Word of God that came out of the message, and you use those each week, it grows you. And you've heard me say before, what you, what you feed will grow, and what you starve will die. And during this time, do not do not starve yourself of the Word of God, the richness of the Word of God in your life. Um, we all need to feed our spiritual lives like never before. And so I just want to encourage you to do that this morning. Now, um, our, we have been in this uh, series called Prayers of the Bible. And today we're going to look at Psalm 23. But throughout our series, we have had a theme verse that says, Pray in the Spirit in every situation. In other words, don't just pray at church or don't just pray at meals, but in every situation that you face, you just, you just pause and you just pray. You begin your day with prayer, just have prayer part of your entire day. Um, and then it says, use every kind of prayer and request there is. And so we've been looking at different kinds of prayers throughout the Bible, and our goal in all of this is that we would become a people of God who always, in whatever we face, we would pray first. So today, I want to begin by asking you um, a question, and the question is, why should God answer our prayers? I mean, why? Why should God answer your prayers? You know, some people might answer incorrectly, and they, they might say, well, God should answer my prayers because I watched church online this past week, or, you know, I, I've, I, I gave online because I felt sorry for Pastor Stan standing there with that toilet paper, and he just spoke to my heart, and I gave. Um, or I gave, uh, God should answer my prayer because, you know, he, he saved me, and I'm a child of God, therefore he should answer my prayers. Well, th those are good things. Um, but they are not why God answers prayer. In fact, the reason God answers prayer has nothing to do with you or anything that you do. Prayer is not based on you, right? I mean, we, we know that, that. And that gives me peace when I pray because, you know, if I've had a tough week or if I've, you know, struggled a little bit, my faith hasn't been strong, then I know that my prayer is independent on me. It gives, it gives me peace because it's not about me. Like God's looking down and going, 
Well, Tim, I was, I, I was going to answer your prayers, but you were a knucklehead this week. And because of that, prayers don't, don't get answered. No, no, no. He's not basing answers to prayer on us. He is basing answers to prayer on, on him. And if you look at the prayers that we're looking at throughout the Bible, one of the things that you notice about all the prayers is they always start with God. It's always something like, oh God, you are so great. Oh God, you are omnipotent. Oh God, you, you are awesome. None of the prayers in the Bible start out with, oh God, did you see how awesome I was this week? Oh God, did you see all the good things that I did this week? No, no, no. Because none of us are that wonderful. <laughs> but oh God, you are wonderful. And we begin our prayers like that. That's why last Sunday we sang as the praise team led us at the end and the band, that song that was so powerful, talking about what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus, because that name, God himself, can make, can make things happen that otherwise could not happen. Paul says in Philippians 2 that Jesus was given a name that was above every other name, that even at the name of Jesus, everything would just bow to him. Now listen, in whatever you're facing this week, whatever we are facing as a, as a church, whatever we are facing as a country or as a world, what, whatever you face this week, you remember that we pray in a powerful name and you just start your prayers by talking to God about how awesome he is. So today, we will see in David's psalm that there are several names that help us understand God, that help us understand the character of God, the, 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 the presence of God. And David shows this to us. He packs it in in these few verses in Psalm 23 that that little girl read for us so beautifully. And what we will learn in this most famous psalm uh, that all of us probably know and could quote by heart is we're going to learn some tools or a tool that we can use as we go to the Lord in prayer. The, the proverb writer said, the name of the Lord is uh, a strong tower that we run into it and we find safety. And so my prayer for all of us during these days is that we would find the name of the Lord in our prayers. We would find the name of the Lord, that God, the God that we serve is a strong tower and a safe place to run. All right, let's jump into Psalm 23. So the first part of the verse, Psalm 23:1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. It doesn't say the Lord is a shepherd. It says the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> and I love that because right now I need to know that he is my shepherd. I just love that. Listen, I, I, I want you in these days of this pandemic to get closer to God than you have ever been. I'm praying that as a country, as a nation, as churches all around the world, we will fall on our knees and we will get closer to God than we have ever been before, where he is not just a God that we're singing about when we come into church, but no, 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 it's far beyond that. He, he is a God that is with me. He is my shepherd. He is my friend. He, he is my savior. He is my help in times of trouble. Because the shepherd told us he is, and that's your first point if you're looking at your notes, he is, he is my shepherd. 
And what I want to do in these four things I'm going to give you today and then the other four next week is I want to give you what the shepherd talks about in these names of God. I want to give you the Jewish name or the covenant name that they use to describe God. And this first one that comes up is Jehovah Reha. Now, if you really want to say it right, you got to do the Reha. You got to like let it out, except we got the virus thing, so just don't say it, all right? Um, it, and, and what it means is, is it, this is really cool, it means pastor. Jehovah Reha, he, he, God, you are my pastor. That's a literal translation of it. You, you lead me and you, you feed me. And so the shepherd is saying, oh, God, feed me. Lead me today, oh, God. And, you know, I, I, I have this title. And so when people ask, what are the things that you do, though I have a, a large list of things I do, the two primary things that I do are to feed and lead. And that's why I need your prayers. That's why I covet prayers. I was walking around today praying, and I had texts from people saying they were praying for me, and one actually just listed out this long prayer, and it was so beautiful, and it just fed my soul because I, 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 need, I need prayers in order that I might pastor, in order that I might feed and lead people. I, I have pastors that feed and lead me each week. I have friends that I... Uh, go to because I think every soul has to be fed. And if you connect with us here online each week, I just want to tell you, we will do, I will do the very best job I possibly can to, to feed you. But you have to connect. You have to open your heart to it. We, we need this more than ever before. We need to be connected Pastor means a, a leading or feeding of a, you know, in the, in the literal sense, it was the sheep. And, and they had to be connected. They knew each other. In fact, Jesus would say later when he was talking about the sheep, he would say, the sheep knows my voice, the voice of the, the shepherd. And this is so hard now, being connected. In fact, I hate, I hate the term that's being used right now, social distancing. I hate it. I mean, I just, I'll, I use like, I'll, I'll just think to myself, common sense distancing, okay? Can we just use that? Because I don't think we can be socially disconnected from people. We are made for relationships. Now we're having to find new ways to do that. And, um, but you need to be connected. You need to be connected in a group. That could be a class or one of our small groups that meet. Man, I know this is hard now, and this has been one of the frustrations that we have had as a staff trying to work through all this. How do we keep people connected? And, um, you know, we're just trying as best we can. We're, uh, we're putting some things in place that we think will allow groups to connect, um, be able to do things online. Classes could uh, gather back again and meet online. Groups could meet. Prayer groups could meet. And, and we could do this online. And so if you are a group leader or a teacher, we are securing a video conferencing tool that will allow you to meet online uh, with your entire group every week. And, uh, and the purpose is so that we can continue to be fed by each other and hold each other accountable and pray for each other, all the one another's in the Bible. So if you're a group leader, you're a teacher, uh, we'll be getting in touch with you, but if, if you want, you can contact the office, um, and uh, uh, we will get the information to you how you can get set up to lead your group and continue to do that. 
John 10, 14, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. It's like, Lord, thank you in your prayer time. Lord, thank you for being my pastor. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for leading me every day of my life. I only want to hear your voice today, God, because in the day in which we're living now, there is voices of fear everywhere throughout our day. And what I need to do is I need to hear the voice of God in my life. I only want to hear your voice today. And then the shepherd goes on to say, he says, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. In other words, because you are my shepherd, Lord, I, I have everything I need. All my, all of my thing, all my, all my cares are met, and I, I have everything that I need. Wow, if there's anything we need to be reminded of, we need to be reminded of the fact that he, the shepherd, is my provider. He has promised that he would take care of all the needs I had. In fact, the covenant word here that is used in the context of this is Jehovah Jireh. Some of you have heard that. Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. It means he will take care of what I need. Now, the reason our world is so crazy right now is because most of us, especially, especially around the world, most of us think that we are our own providers. And so when our job gets cut back or we can't go into work or whatever happens, all of a sudden we panic because we think we are our providers. And just here's some advice from a pastor to you. Don't do that. Let God be your provider. The good shepherd, he wants to be your provider. He will take care of what I need. Don't, tr come on, don't trust in the riches of this world. Don't trust in that. I mean, come on, if there's anything that the last week should have shown us is that we can't trust in the riches or the things of this world. Come on, look at the stock market. We, we, we learned that this week. You can't put your trust in Riches, no, you trust in him, Jehovah Jireh, who the scripture says richly provides for everything that we need. You trust him. You, here's what the scripture also says. We please him by living by faith. We have to be a people that live by faith. And this is why, come on, this is why so many people are fearful and this is why so many people are stressed out right now because if you're not careful, you will start grabbing at all of these other things for security that they would provide for you and every one of those will fail. Because if, if, if you do, you, you here, here's the problem with a lot of people. It's not that they have money, it's that money has them. Because when you trust in those things and they fail you, like we saw happen this week, they fail you, fear will dominate your life. Fear will cause you to just go crazy. Fear will start to cause you to hoard, you know, things that are crazy, like toilet paper, right? I mean, that's what, that's what fear does. And some, some of you are feeling that fear right now. You are. If you were honest this morning, you have fear in your heart and it is dominating you right now. And you need to be reminded that he is our provider, that he will take care of everything that we need. Because listen, you will, you will never come to the place that you are financially secure. 
Because no matter how much you have, there will always be more that you think you need, and, and you won't ever come to the place where you are financially secure. Ask the millions and millions of people who this week that thought they were financially secure, and all of it changed in one day. We will see, um, sadly, more and more suicides. I think maybe more than even the virus will take from lives, it will be the people who put their trust in financial security that they thought they had, and that's all gone, and they take their lives over this because they trusted the wrong thing, and it failed them miserably. Let God be your provider. Let Jehovah Jireh take care of every need that you have. Trust in the name of the Lord our God. And then it says, I, I, I love the, uh, uh, it's not this passage, but I love Philippians chapter 4 and that great passage that says, my God, my God. And, and right before that, he tells us not to worry, verses 4 through 6, and then, and then there are 6 through 8, and then he goes on in chapter 4, verse 19, he said, my God will supply or meet every need that you have according to the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. All right, our next phrase, he makes me to lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just need to slow down. And often our good shepherd will make us lie down. Isn't that true? He, he makes us lie down even when we don't like it. Our grandson Mason has been with us this week and that dude is full of life. He will play hard all day. He will pull every bit of energy out of you. He will go full steam, like just he's got one gear and it's fast. And, and, but then later in the evening, he will start getting tired and he'll like put his, put his like little head down on one of our shoulders and he'll start to get a little tired. And then at a certain point, Vicki would say to him, okay, she could tell, she would say, you need to go brush your teeth. It's time to go to bed. And he was like, no, 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 I just want to play just one more game, just one more show, just one more. And he'd be like, no. Um, and he doesn't always want to go to bed. But she will, she will get him ready and she will put him down, tell him, no, we're going to bed, lay him down, then lay down beside him. And in just a few moments like that, he is fast asleep, and I will look over that, and I will see her with her arm around him, and he is fast asleep in peace, and it reminds me that we have a God that sometimes causes us to lie down when we need it, not in the ugly places, but in green pastures. He, he does that because he, he is leading us. He is making us lie down. The whole world slowed down this week. Allow God to lead you even in times when you don't like it. And here, here is our phrase in this. He is my peace. I'm not seeking peace somewhere else. I'm not seeking peace during all this in a bottle or in drugs or in pleasure, in things. No, 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 no. You are my peace, O oh God, in the midst of trouble that I just don't understand. You are my peace in times of uncertainty. And, and it's, not, it's not that he has peace for you. He is peace. He is peace for you. 
And the covenant name for this is, you know, this Jehovah Shalom. You, you, O oh God, are my peace. So many of you watching right now, come on, so many of you watching right now, the best way to describe your life right now is stressed out. In fact, some of you are drawn even into this live stream today because you just feel stressed out and you're just hoping in some way you can get some peace in all of this, some relief from all that's going on in our world, so the craziness. I mean, all of us experienced um, stress this past week in, in some way, some of you in greater measures. For some of you, you experienced some stuff this week that challenged your peace in ways that you didn't even know if you could handle it. Some of you have money-related stress this week. Some of you have work-related stress this week, not even knowing if you're going to have a job. Some of you have marital stress going on in your life. Some of you have stress that comes from your kids and relational issues in your life. Some of you have health-related stress like my friend this week. Many, many of you Many of you, the best way to describe your life in the midst of this virus thing that's going around is you are living your life in fear. Some of you have self-induced stress. Some of, listen to me. Some of you are doing way too much in your life. And just because something is doable does not mean it is sustainable. And just because you can add more and more to your plate does not mean that is a healthy thing. The Ecclesiastes writer in chapter 4, verse 6 says, Better a handful of tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. He was saying, better with less and some peace in your life. That is a fact. After last, some, after last uh, Sunday's uh, live stream, someone sent me a message, and I asked permission to share it. They said, I believe God is currently smashing all of our idols in America. So many of us, the true gods that we worship were sports, stars, money, and those things take the most important spot in our lives. And now, at least temporarily... All of those things have been taken away. And then they said kind of sarcastically, now where will we turn? Some of you have grabbed two fistfuls of life. <laughs> and you are so stressed out. And there's little peace in your life. There is little joy in your life. And God says, better, come on, this is what God says, better to do with less and have peace. Better to do with less rather than live a life of turmoil chasing after the wind. It was Jesus that said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled. Come on. Do not, this is Jesus to you today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. 
and do not be afraid. Come on, somebody needs to hear that today. You, you need not live in fear. Stop it. You, you don't have to allow your hearts to be troubled in what we are facing. Listen, Jesus went through hell so you didn't have to. And that, that applies to the troubles in our life. He is saying you can have peace in the midst of whatever you face. Why would we, why would we as Christians, why would we fear in what we are facing? Because some of you are consumed by worry. If I were to look in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, in your Bible, it just ain't there, right? It's just gone. Why, why would we fear? Because it robs us of joy. It robs us of peace. It ruins our witness for Christ. At a time in which I think the world is looking more than ever before for peace, and they're looking at some Christians, and they're seeing you just as worried as they are. Why would we worry? So here is your prayer, and here is the prayer this week, and here's your prayer for weeks to come. God, you are my peace in the midst of trouble. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. Flood my life with your peace. And you just get up tomorrow, and you pray that prayer, and then you pray it throughout your day, and then you pray it the next day. And then you pray it over your neighbor and you pray it over your children. God, fill us with your peace. Don't let our hearts be troubled. And then when we have his peace, here is what happens. He restores my soul. This word restores literally means he heals. It, it, it is like uh, it, it is returning things to the original place of origin. He, he brings something back to where it was. So your, your health was here, whatever that means. Your health was here, and now your health is over here. But he can restore it, and he can bring it back to the original condition. Your, your marriage was good, was good. It was here, but... Things have happened and life has happened and now all of a sudden your marriage is over here and it's not good. He, he restores me. He brings that back to its original place. You have a God, if you will let him, who will restore or bring back everything the devil has stolen from you in your life. And here's our phrase. He is my healer. He is my healer. Listen, whatever you're facing, the great physician has not closed up shop. He still heals. He still moves in people's lives. He still touches people's bodies. And when you pray this week, you pray for the many people that have been affected by this, and you pray that the healer would touch their body and make them whole. You pray for uh, protection on those around you, on people that you know and people that you love. You pray that the healer would do an incredible work and redeem what Satan has meant for evil. You know, the news has not mentioned at all the many thousands, in fact, hundreds of thousands that I've heard of people that have been healed from this dreadful virus. No mention of it, right? But he has healed many. 
And in your prayers this week, you just pray for healing. But here's the deal on this one. For some of you, the greatest healing you need is not on your body. Because he heals so much more than just our bodies. These bodies are going to die anyway, right? Like, you are looking this morning at a dead man walking, right? It's just a matter of time. This is just, this is just a tent that Scripture says I'm borrowing for a time. Really good-looking tent, but it's just a tent, right? And, and, and this body, this tent is wearing out. Anybody got a worn-out tent? Come on. <laughs> But my encouragement, here's my encouragement when my body's failing, when things don't work like they used to, my encouragement is this thing right here is not really me. <laughs> I'm a soul. I, am a, I have a, a spirit that will live on forever. And, 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 and honestly, a, a spirit that is sick, that is much worse than a body that is sick. Uh, you have a sick heart that's much worse than a sick body. And here's what I want to tell you. And here's the beauty of the psalmist, uh, the 23rd Psalm that he gives to us is that our God not only is able to heal our diseases, he heals every place where we are now at dis-ease. Every place you are hurting. Here, here is the covenant name. It is Jehovah Rapha. You, you are my healer. He restores me. He brings me back to the condition from where I departed from him. And for many of you, the virus and the illness is not your problem. The problem is a spiritual sickness and God's desire is to bring you. I think using this to bring a nation back to a spiritual departure where they were to back into a restored position with him. And I just want to say to every one of you, if I could come in my, into your home and sit beside you, I would just say, this is what I want for all of you. As your pastor, I ache over this for you. I told you when I came, the goal is never about growing a, a, a church, like, you know, growing a church, but it is that each of us would grow. And I believe God is using this time that we're in to draw us, all of us, into a deeper relationship with him. I believe God wants to use this time to heal many spiritually. Some of you, some of you are in habitual sin in your life every day, and you have, you have no explanation for this habitual sin in your life. You're like, I don't even want to do it anymore, but it seems like I just can't stop. I, I, I say things that, that I, I, I wish I hadn't said. I just can't stop. I do things. My feet take me places. I really don't even want to go. And it's like this habitual thing in your life. And what I want to tell you today, it's because your soul is broken 
Some of you listen and you operate out of your past and you let your past control you and you let your past dominate you and the devil change you, change you to those things in your past. And I'm just saying to you today that the healer wants to silence him in your life. You are spiritually broken and God is desperately wanting to heal you even today because he is my healer. First Peter says he personally, Jesus, carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. That because of his punishment, his wounds, you are healed. That once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to the shepherd, the guardian of your soul. God wants to heal you, but his greatest healing for you, come on, listen to me, his greatest healing for you, for some of you, is the healing of your soul in what we are facing right now. Would you bow your heads with me? God, I first of all, I just want to pray for everyone that calls Kokomonez home today. And I pray for everyone watching online today that they have become a part of our family through this live stream and thousands watching. We pray for them today. God, let us not be fearful in the days we are facing. We have nothing to fear. You are with us. You have not abandoned us. Let us be your light in the darkness that is all around us right now. For we have a good shepherd, the shepherd of our soul who is watching over us today with loving care. You, you are ours, the shepherd said, the psalmist, you are our provider. You will take care of our needs. So I'm not going to fear this week, regardless of what somebody else says, whether it's my bank account or some friend or circumstance in my job, I'm not going to let that dominate my life. I am not going to fear because I know they are not my provider. You are my provider. Because all that other stuff, money and things and job, all that stuff is burned up, God. <laughs> We're putting our hope in you. So remove fear today in people's lives. Give them peace, God. May the peace that goes far beyond our ability to understand wash over us today. Just wash over our minds, wash over our bodies, wash over our, wash over our spirits, wash over our children today, God. May they not be fearful. May they sense the peace of your presence in our home. May we not worry over all that's happening. May we be salt and light today in a world that is desperately searching for something beyond stuff. And God, you are our healer, and we pray for people today stricken by disease, some that we know, especially those today we pray for, the ones that are most vulnerable, Lord, to this. Just protect them. Keep them 
Keep them at home. Keep them away from this virus. Keep them safe. And I know that as we do this and people get isolated, they start, those that are sometimes the most lonely even get more lonely. So God, here we are. We're going to be the church. We're going to call people up. We're going to do errands for them. Those of us that are healthy and can do those things, we're going to love them. We're going to support them. We're going to pray over them. We're going to remind them they're not alone. You show us ways, God, to do that this week because you You, God, you are our healer, and we pray for people. Protect them today. But, God, there are some today that they are not physically sick, but they are spiritually sick. And, Lord, I pray above everything else that you would use what is happening around us to bring people to a place of revival. Lord, I pray it would start with us. Break it out across our city. Break it out across this country. Let it go into the world, Lord. The world is experiencing right now something they have never experienced experienced before. Let them find the true hope in Christ. And some of you right now need to pray that prayer. God, give me spiritual healing today. Come on. That's where you are. God, I've been chained by sin. God, I've been chained by fear. God, I've been chained by something in my past. And I'm asking you right now to break that bondage in my life. Set my spirit free. Heal my spirit today. Father, some have children who have wandered far from God in search of pleasure and money and position and approval. And God, we pray today, bring them home, oh God. Bring them home. Heal them spiritually. If it takes a pig pen for them to find themselves in, If it brings them back to you, God, we are okay with that. So many others who have turned under their own way, who have lost their spiritual compass, God, use what we're experiencing now to bring them back to spiritual wholeness. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power, (laughs) his power that is at work with us. Be glory forever and ever and ever. For we will not fear, for you are with us. We will not fear, for you are with us. Of whom shall we be afraid? And now, Father, as we worship you, may that be the cry of our heart. What shall we fear? Nothing. For you, the shepherd, you are with us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.